Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How's everyone doing this morning? Good. I got it. I'm going to hold it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I do want to say I'm so glad to have my brother and my favorite sister-in-law here today, Jim and Ange. But um, what I'm going to speak of, God has a great sense of humor to have my brother sitting here today, and you'll understand why I said that when I tell you what I'm going to talk about today. Um, I'm used to bringing my little handy-dandy little worksheets and teaching where you can fill in the blanks and I like doing that because I feel a little bit safe having my little study guide up here. But the Lord guided me to talk about something differently today. And um, I guess if I had a title, I would just say, yes, I do carry. How many of you walked around and asked somebody, do you pack or do you carry? You know, a gun, you know what I'm talking about? Well, we all are here today with something very much in common and, uh, That's what I'm going to talk about today. The scripture makes reference to different battles, warfare. It talks about putting on the armor of God. And not too, well, several months now ago, the ladies, we did a little study together through our church page. And we did a thing on the armor of God. And it was really, I loved learning about that and how we should take that up and do that every day. And, um, but the Bible talks about warfare and all throughout the scriptures, there's battles, there's There's things like that, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about today. Today we walked in, and we all did walk in carrying a weapon today. And you probably all know where I'm going with this. Um, Everyone in here, do me a little favor. Just do me a little favor. Do this. It's never nice to stick your tongue out, but stick that tongue out. So we all know what I'm going to talk about today. Our tongues are a weapon And depending how we use our tongue can be good or really bad. Um, We're going to pull up a few scriptures, and we're going to talk about this. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We have power every day with right here. Now, the armor of God, when we talk about that, that's something that we have to choose to do. We have to choose whether we're going to put on the armor. It's available, and it's ready, and God wants us to use it every day, but we have a choice. But we don't have a choice with this right here. Unless your tongue has been severed, cut off, we have this, and we can't do anything about it. So we need to realize that we have a weapon, and we need to learn to use it properly. Amen? So, my brother is sitting here, my very first best friend, I promise you. Anybody that's been around me, if I talk about my brother, he does not like mushy-gushy or anything, but he was my baby brother, he's still my baby brother, my very first best friend, and we would fight like cats and dogs, but don't you ever talk about my brother. I don't care if I was little bitty, I would defend him, I'd punch you, whatever, don't talk about my brother. And I did do that one time, didn't I, Jim? A little neighborhood bully girl tried to be mean to my brother, and that wasn't happening on my dime. So, But throughout our childhood and growing up, I'm sure this tongue of mine did not always treat him the best that it should. 
um, sometimes we have the disposition of saying, well, this is just me. I just speak what I think. I'm not going to be fake or phony, so I just say what I da 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 I've been guilty. Like I'm a, I'll say I'm a spit cat. I've always been a little spit cat. And sometimes I've said it almost like it's like something to brag about, but it really isn't. I mean, you guys know by now I'm an open book, and I'm going to tell you bad things that I do. My husband just prays back there and says, tell it all, sister, tell it all. I'm very ashamed of something I did just in the last few months, and it did with my tongue. And poor, is there anybody here named Karen in our audience? How did Karen get that name? How did, I mean, how is it that that just becomes such a negative connotation? Are you being a Karen? I feel sorry for real Karens. Like, that's, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But I was at a little restaurant, and a waitress got very snippy with me. And even though I was right, my tongue made it completely wrong on my part completely wrong it made the few people that were sitting with me very uncomfortable and um, I felt so bad it ate at me so much I went back to that restaurant she was not there that day I waited a few days and I went back and I walked up to that sweet waitress and said I need to talk to you please and with a look on her face and I said I am so very sorry and she went for what And I told her, I said, I was so wrong in how I spoke back to you. It definitely did not display God's character, and it's not who I want you to think that I am. I had to eat my words because my tongue, it got the best of me that day. I'm just being, I hope, has anybody else done that? Because if not, then I'm, okay, good. That makes me feel better that some of y'all are bad people too. No. Our tongue and our words can either bring harm or healing. Proverbs 12, 18. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. There are so many scriptures. I'm just, I'm just skimming the surface today about our words. But they are powerful, and we have to choose how we're going to use them. Isn't it amazing that God decided to pour his spirit out into us, but there's one thing that he has to have complete control of. For us to be filled with the Holy Ghost, which is part of his salvation plan, we have to give this to him. Completely yield it. I think there's something to be said of how powerful our tongue is. Have you ever been in the room with someone and all they did was speak terrible things, negative talk, nothing positive to say? How does that make you feel when you walk away from a conversation like that? Or maybe like me, you've been guilty of being the one to do the negative talking. I don't want to be that person. I want my words and my everything I say to glorify God. You know, we get this thing that, like I said, it's just me and, you know, I speak my mind. Now, there's sometimes you have to tell what you think if somebody's asking your opinion or whatever. But I think you understand what I'm talking about. It is a very big deal on how we use our tongue. James one twenty six. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. I looked that up in another translation, and here's what it says in the New Living Translation. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion 
is worthless. That's very strong to think about. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. This right here can ruin any testimony that I have in just moments. This seems a little bit strict and stern, but I just felt like God really laid this on my heart. We talk a lot about holiness, and as Pastor has mentioned over and over, holiness is not our outward standards, our marks of devotion. Holiness starts on the inside. We can look apostolic through and through, but this right here can destroy anything that we do when we walk around this city with our family. If this right here is not bridled or kept under control, our mouth, what a powerful weapon. But there's hope. We're not just cursed with this mouth and there's no, I mean, if there wasn't hope, then I wouldn't go up here and talk about it. But there is hope. What do we do or how can we control our tongue? Have you all had a situation where you had to say, I just had to bite my tongue? I have had more than one person tell me I literally was biting my tongue to keep from talking. Your tongue reveals what's in your heart. Really, this isn't just, this is, this is what is used, but the bottom line is what's in here is going to be what comes out of here. Well, I didn't really mean that when I said that. You really did. I am so guilty. When you're angry, it spews out. In that moment, you really did mean it, or you wouldn't say it. Luke 6, 45. If any man among you, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. What you say flows from what is within Matthew 12, 34 through 37. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. That's a very, very sobering thought that everything I've ever said on day of judgment. I'm thankful he forgives. With God's help, we can use our tongues. We can decide to speak life and not death. We can build up people and not tear them down. We can bless and not curse. We can bring words of healing and not hurt. But how is this? It's all clear that we have to get our hearts right. The only way we're ever going to be able to speak the way God wants us to speak is if we get our hearts right. Every day we have to do a heart check. Our hearts have to be clean. There's a saying, hurt people hurt people. And that is so true. I'm not trying to sit here and act like you've never been hurt by somebody or something. We all have definitely been hurt by situations. And if we're hurting, our best thing to do is get healing. How do we get healing? In the presence of God, through his word. If your heart is broken, let me tell you, Jesus, he's the greatest heart mender. If you have used your tongue in a way that comes out of bitterness and pain, 
you're going to speak bitterness and pain if you don't let God try to get in there and get those roots of bitterness out. Rely on God's strength to help. It's impossible to do it on your own. James 3, 8. His word tells us, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. It doesn't matter how hard you try to be a good person on your own. It's not going to happen. You have to have God's help. So I've got a few tips on how to help us. And if this lesson was just for me, because I'm telling you, I am a work in progress. He's still working on me. I mean, was that old song? To make me what I ought to be. Oh, Sister Diane's here. Yay! It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be, because he's still working on me. I'm so glad I am a work in progress. And I'm glad that my past failures, my past times that I've let this tongue cause harm or said things that I shouldn't have said, he forgives and he's working on me and he gives me hope that I can be a better person. I can say things he would want me to say. I have lived regretting words. Can somebody else be honest with me? Have you ever regretted something you have said? I've regretted words of pride, dishonesty, envy, gossip, anger, you can, you can say you're sorry, and, and if you're blessed as I've been with my life, people can forgive you, but I promise you they don't always forget. They want to. We're human, and we can't forget some things that have been said. The Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That's what I want to have. I want to have words of edification. We've got to do this, and we have to rely on God's strength. With human efforts alone, no one can tame his tongue. Only by the grace of God in your life can you seek to control your speech. I can do it, though, because the Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Dedicate your heart and tongue to the Lord each day. I've been guilty of hitting the floor running, and, and those seem to be the days that's probably the worst because I don't seek him first. Get up and say, God, let my hands be your hands today. Let my mouth be your mouth. Let me say things that you want me to say, Lord. Put my flesh aside. Put your spirit in me and let me be who you want me to be. You face new circumstances and new conversations every single day. Regularly acknowledge your need for discernment and God's grace. And it will help you to remain conscious of your words. I wish I could say that every time that I've messed up, it's just been a split second and I don't think. If I'm honest, there's been times when I'm in a heated discussion with maybe something that needs that I feel like I've thought and I've went ahead and spoke it without and knowing that my words probably were going to cut. Let's be conscious. Ask God to give us a conscience of what we're saying. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You got to put your heart in tune with God's spirit by daily reading his word. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
meditate on those scriptures and find them. You can find all kinds of scriptures about your tongue in the Bible and how God wants you to keep it under submission and how you can speak good, positive things. Study these scriptures. Memorize them. Hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against thee. You've got to assume responsibility for every word you speak. you got to own it. If you said some harsh things, you got to own it and try to make it right. Ask God to forgive you. Ask those around you. If you've used your words that are offensive, your family, friends, co-workers, and acquaintances can observe the effects of your words and attitude. Ask them to evaluate you if you need to and say, hey, if I've said things that I shouldn't have, please forgive me. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be who God wants me to be, and that's my words edifying and, and glorifying him through my actions and through what I say. Commit yourself to giving a good report, and when it is necessary, sometimes we got to let the Bible correct us. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 15, Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew eighteen fifty said, If thy brother shall trespass, trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Fulfill past promises and think carefully before making any new promises. Ouch. I have good ideas. I have good plans. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. Try your best to not make promises, even with good intentions. I have been guilty of good promises with good intentions and not following through. Try to not do that. Ask for forgiveness for any unloving words or attitudes. James 3, 2 says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. We all know none of us are perfect. We've all offended in words. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. I'm going to let Sister Star get that one up there. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. This scripture, if we could learn just to live by these two verses alone, how much better we would be. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I tell my kids all the time, they'll get into arguments. We've argued in our home. I guess I should say my daughter's sitting here too, not just my brother. She knows I'm not perfect. I've not been the best at times with my words. But at the end of the day, I promise you, we have each other's back. And I've said over and over and over again, as a pastor's wife, I wish so badly that the church could get that in them, that we are brothers and sisters together. And we're not always going to do everything right. We're going to offend sometimes. We're going to say things we shouldn't say sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're family. And if I can forgive my fleshly family, and have their backs and say, I'm so sorry. I don't, want us to, I don't want us to go to bed with harsh words. 
How much more can I do that in the house of God with brothers and sisters? We're all trying to meet here. Trying, We've got one goal. We want to see Jesus face to face. We want to take people with us. But if we harbor hurt and, and bitterness and anger and feelings towards one another, we can't be who God wants us to be. And I promise you the word also tells us if you cannot forgive, if you can't forgive your brother or sister, he cannot forgive you. Your prayers will not be heard. They, you might have some things your way, but your words will be blocked if you have unforgiveness in your heart. I wish I had that scripture right now. Ask God to guide you to speak words that will honor him and accomplish his purpose. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. It's not, I'm not acting like this is just the easiest thing in the world to do. If it was so easy, we wouldn't struggle with it so much. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Your words indicate what is in your heart. In your efforts to control your tongue, follow the Apostle Paul's admonition. Philippians 4.8. I love this scripture, Sister Star. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, so if you want to know what to say, what to think on, what to do, this scripture. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. My husband did a lesson one time, and he used the scripture. He would talk about the things we put in front of our eyes, what we read, what we watch, conversations. If we hold everything that we watch, everything that we read, every conversation that we hold with somebody to this scripture right here, it would be very hard to fail with our words, with our thoughts, what's inside of us. I, I posted something on Facebook the other day, and it was just, when I came across it, it was just another thing that confirmed. I, I knew a couple weeks ago this is what I was going to talk on. Um, and I shared this the other day, and I wanted to just read this to you. I wanted to do an illustration up here with the cup. We've heard that, what's inside when it gets bumped, we've heard that. But I shared this. You better get a lid or get exposed. It's just truth. The containments of this mug, and I wish I had my mug up here. I could hold a mug up here full of something, but you wouldn't know what it was. You wouldn't be able to see what's in it. You can't see it. Neither can anybody else sitting around me. But if someone comes up and wrestles against me and hits that cup, whatever's in it's going to spill out. Then you can see what's in my cup. And just like that cup, we're the same way. We can hide what's inside while we are on solid ground, while we are at a church, while we are on display. But as soon as we are wobbled, as soon as we are agitated, nudged and bothered, it flows out for everyone to see what's inside of us. And that's where the truth lies. It is that simple. If you're filled with the true love of Jesus, then when you're shaken, his love will spill out. 
If you're filled with hurt, hurt will overflow. If you're filled with pride, pride's going to surely show. If you're filled with anger, jealousy, and bitterness, then when shuddered, you'll all have an ugly puddle to clean up. So this made me think, and I even posted on there, I want what's inside of me when I'm nudged, when I'm under a stressful situation. What's going to pour out of me is I want his love, his peace. I want his joy. I want his compassion towards other people. I want his mercies. I want all of that. Anything of Jesus, that's what I want inside of me. And if you have that today, or if you've struggled and you legitimately have hurt and things, God can help you. We're all human. We're all flesh. We're all going to hurt. I tell my husband at the end of the day, I sure hope people can forgive me because I look at myself and I know I've hurt. I know that I've offended. And I sure want people to forgive me. How could I say that I can't forgive someone else when I've needed so much forgiveness? So what's inside of you? Think about your words and let God work on you. You're a work in progress and he will help you and guide you with the things that you say and do. And I hope that you learn to carry that weapon safely and that it doesn't bring harm. God bless you. Thank you, Sister.